you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Beth Breeden, on what her role is in pharmacy technology and pharmacy informatics. So thank you again so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Beth. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tony. Thank you so much. And I'm delighted to be here. Great, great. Looking forward to talking to you. And just before we get started, can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Oh, I'll be happy to. So I'm a pharmacist by training in education and informatics through experience and training as well, too. So in Nashville, Tennessee, at Lipscomb University's College of Pharmacy, I've had the chance to work in community pharmacy and health system pharmacy for several years, and then also moved into the informatics space. Probably about 25 years ago, had the opportunity to move into areas, product development with a company that created electronic medical records. So they wanted a product manager who was a pharmacist. So that was a really unique opportunity to um, help navigate meaningful use and all the regulatory elements that were in play for the development of our EHRs and then also develop, you know, early elements of CPOE, EMR, barcoding, uh, and just enhancing the pharmacy product in general. That led me to Lipscomb University. I opened a new college of pharmacy there and And we have health informatics offerings. We have master's of health informatics programs. We have residencies in informatics. And so really has given an opportunity to to develop informatics opportunities there for our students, for, you know, for our community. And that led me to where I am today. There's an associate professor and residency program director for PGY2 informatics residency and then also director of a master's of healthcare informatics, and then the dual degree PharmD and Master's of Healthcare Informatics. Wow. So that program, the Master's of Healthcare Informatics, do you get a lot of students who actually do the dual degree? Um, We do, actually. We've had quite a bit of interest. We were the second college of pharmacy in the nation to offer that. We started that back in uh, that program back in 2011. And we've just had some wonderful, wonderful students that have participated in that program and have graduated from the program and now are accepting our current students in their current roles. So it's really it's really come full circle. We offer a certificate in healthcare informatics that the students can complete and also a master's of healthcare informatics. So we, we offer a couple of opportunities for them relative to their area of study. The program, the healthcare informatics program, focuses mainly on information technology, health sciences, and business analytics. So they really get, you know, competencies and skills across all those sectors. And it prepares them well for, you know, what we feel is pharmacy informatics is foundational to any area of pharmacy in which they're going to practice. So that represents one area of our program. We have individuals as well, too, students that come from all those other sectors as well. So it's not unusual to have physicians and nurses with database analysts and programmers, you know, chief information security officers, managers, product managers, and project managers. So we have all those sectors and more that are represented wanting to get, you know, this advanced training and education in healthcare informatics. 
You know, I was also curious that since you guys have that master's program, like as for the healthcare informatics, and you also have a residency program in informatics. So, so one of the questions I usually get to from students is like, oh, like, should I do a master's or should I do a certificate or should I, should I do residency? Like, since you kind of already have experience with all three of those, like just being in charge of it or running the show on some of them, what, what's kind of your take? Exactly. Yeah. Great question. That's a really great question. I get that from a lot of students as well, too. And so pharmacy students that are looking and also current pharmacists who are out practicing. And so what we really try to do is we offer students a path that can be very individualized and tailored to what they're looking for. And so, for instance, if a student is in the pharmacy program and they're they're interested, you know, in advanced training and education, but they don't necessarily feel like they want to to seek that certificate or the master's at that point, then we offer IPPEs and APPEs. We have student internships that they can participate in. We have coursework, both required and elective in the PharmD program that relates to this. And, and also we've got research opportunities. So those are a few examples of the things that a student can do to get informatics training and education already within, you know, their current program. IPPEs and APPEs are a great way to shadow and work with current currently practicing healthcare informaticians and pharmacy informaticians. So so I encourage all the students to do that as well too. Any IPPE and APPE that you're in, inquire and ask about the informatics elements that are in play. I mean, that could be the electronic health record or that could be work on data analytics or, you know, the the e-prescribing or opioid. I mean, you know, it could really, as I mentioned earlier, it's foundational to any area in pharmacy in which you're going to practice. And then students sometimes will do that and they'll they'll develop an interest in in informatics. And so at that point, then we discuss what they're looking for as far as the residency, as far as jobs right after the residency. And I've had students that have gone both pathways that have, you know, some have completed the certificate in informatics with the PharmD. They've gotten a really great job just after graduation. And oftentimes their company offers tuition reimbursement and will help them pay to come back and complete the master's. I have students who start the master's and complete it along with the PharmD. They want to make themselves more marketable for positions and or residencies. So um, as a residency director, I'm starting to see you know, quite a few of the applicants that come to us with the dual degree already. So they've got that competency and skill and training, you know, already as they've come into the residency. So really, I think there are pathways that students can take, you know, across all these areas that I've mentioned that will give them good exposure and then make them even more marketable, you know, for these positions just after pharmacy school or the residencies, depending on which path they want to take. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I just want to go back to talking about you. And I was also wondering, for you, you had a lot of experience being a pharmacist before going into healthcare IT and pharmacy informatics. And what kind of like pushed you or motivated you towards that route? Right. That's a great question as well, too. So so when I graduated from pharmacy school, you know, we really didn't have informatics even on, on the radar. And so I've always been interested in how our systems could kind of assist us, how we could gain efficiencies. I mean, I remember, you know, vividly working 12-hour days in the hospital, and we had all the elements of the creatinine clearance formula and, you know, formulas in our system, but yet, 
you know, if we were going to calculate creatinine clearance, we had to do that usually by hand. And so it really made me wonder, you know, why are we, you know, why are we not having our systems not replace clinical judgment, but just really augment what we're doing in pharmacy and to be sort of an extra tool in our toolkit. And so that led me into more discussions around computers and some of the, you know, the interfaces and things that are in play around, you know, for instance, when you're connecting your pharmacy system to an automated dispensing cabinet and HL7, and, and I was able to gain competencies and skills in that. And then that very fortunately opened up doors to become a product manager with the company that created electronic medical records. And so the timing was super. I mean, it was just a huge, you know, blessing to to be able to be there at the time that meaningful use and that type of, you know, regulatory elements were coming into play. We took our software through even CCHIT approval and then meaningful use accreditation so that, you know, the software that we were utilizing could then be used for the hospital to get reimbursement, you know, based on meaningful use stage one and stage two. So it really, you know, it was just really great timing. And I mean, so that pathway of you know, being interested in how our systems could help us gain efficiencies and working, you know, working in health systems at the time uh, really did open up some great doors for me. That's really cool. So, so nowadays, do you have, do you, do you still practice like in a, in a setting where you are doing like, you know, managing projects or doing anything like that? Or are you like fully in the, the academia, the teaching side of things right now? Yeah, so I'm in academia. As mentioned, I'm at Lipscomb's College of Pharmacy in those administra- administrative roles and work with students. And, you know, I have IPPE, APPE students on rotations and residents who are on rotations with me. And then also the administrative elements of working, you know, with these various programs as well, too. So I manage those projects. I mean, all of those are, you know, everything from not only the development and the implementation of new programs and new curricular offerings, but maintenance, you know, accreditation, you know, for those. We've at Lipscomb we have two informatics residencies. We've got a shared informatics residency with Vanderbilt University Medical Center. And then we've also got a and that's a PGY two. And we've also got a PGY one and two pharmacy informatics residency that is shared between Lipscomb and LifePoint Health, a local company that is a corporate center that owns hospitals across the nation. And so it really, you know, gives an opportunity to not only stay, remain working with students, working, you know, in these areas, marketing the program, maintaining the program, but also it's just a fantastic team that we have there and a a great opportunity for for us all to work together toward those areas. So I'm very much still hands-on, you know, I'm in the classroom, I'm teaching, but then I'm also, you know, speaking, you know, at, at different events and looking forward to opportunities to, you know, continue to do that, to spread the word about pharmacy informatics. And one of the reasons that we feel I've got a great colleague there is, is in Kevin Clawson, Dr. Kevin Clawson, who's also our pharmacy informatics faculty, and he's also in the master's program with us as well. And so we really do get a chance to speak at lots of different conferences and, and share information about, about our programs and then specifically opportunities for students, you know, who might be in a program that don't have informatics curricular offerings. So we receive a lot of questions from students students, you know, from other programs about opportunities, about the residency itself and and things like that. So all of those things kind of fall under the buckets that I sort of work in and what I do. So I, I really do enjoy 
managing a lot at uh, at one time, and and it really gives me a chance to to stay really current in a lot of different areas as well. Yeah, that's really cool. So in your setting, you do have a lot of interaction with students, and I guess like I wonder for you, like what's the overarching message that you would want to give to students out there who are you know just being interested uh, in informatics or you know not really sure about it yet. Right. That's great questions as well, too. So so some of the really neat things that I like to tell students is first, don't ever tell yourself no. You know, there's many ways that students can look at informatics and think, okay, I'm not a computer science major or I'm not working for a company right now in a health, you know, informatics role or, you know, maybe I, I don't know programming. I'm not, you know, I'm not a programmer it's, uh, per se. And so don't ever tell yourself no. Always look at the opportunities. Again, as I mentioned earlier, sort of to echo that comment about when you're on rotations or, you know, those types of things when you're on your IPPEs or your APPEs, always ask that preceptor about opportunities to look at informatics projects because I can promise you that at a very minimum, they're going to have some type of computer system or information system that they're working with. So that could be, you know, you having a chance to work on a clinical decision support project or maybe an e-prescribing project or a workflow and barcoding project, you know, I mean, even from community all the way to hospital. You know, if you're interested in big pharma, you know, we've got several of our graduates who work in the pharmaceutical industry and there's tremendous opportunity in that space with a health informatics background. You know, we've got, again, academia. It's another great place to consider corporate world as well and entrepreneurial where we have students who have graduated and become CEOs uh, and co-founders of companies. We have students who have started their own company. And so really maximize the opportunities where you are. You know, again, it's just very simply, I'm interested in this space and, and I'd like to maybe have an opportunity to work on some projects while I'm here on this rotation. Or, you know, reach out to your professors at the program. There's always great networking and connectivity that can occur where, you know, a student um, could indicate that interest and, you know, reach out to and that professor and that college usually has great connections and great preceptors where they can help match a student together uh, to be able to see what that's involved. So irrespective of where you are now, you can always start by just doing that listening to these great podcasts that you offer, Tony, is a wonderful place for a student to start because you've collected a great body of work that spans many sectors and that all of these students, you know, these these folks that you're interviewing and then those that are graduates and, and out in the space right now have, you know, have, we've all had to start somewhere. And so it's just a real blessing. You know, I've, I've had mentors and influential pharmacists and healthcare and business leaders that have been instrumental in my path and have helped me. And so it's a real blessing to be able to do that now with students. So, you know, we're happy for students to reach out to us to offer you know, to ask about opportunities and feedback. I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to add the contact information or not, but would love for students to reach out to us. Um, and those that are interested, practicing pharmacists and others that are interested in this space, we're really excited to share this. And we have great information on the website as well, too. So you can just look at Lipscomb University and, and the Masters of Healthcare Informatics program to look at that. Our email is healthcareinformatics at Lipscomb, and that's L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot E-D-U. So shoot us an email. We'll be happy to offer feedback and offer that information. But that's the best place to start, and, and, and it will lead you on a path that will be a very fulfilling career and 
tremendous amounts of job opportunities in the space right now. So that's even more exciting. That's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I'll, I will put that in the show notes so people can click on it to, to send you guys an email. You know, you have a lot of extensive experience in, in healthcare informatics and pharmacy informatics. And I was wondering, just uh, on a personal note, like, what was your most rewarding experience in, in the many years that you've been in practice? Um, wow, you asked some really great questions. I can tell you do this often. So those are great questions, Tony. I think the most rewarding experiences or very rewarding experiences include working with many different students, many different folks who are interested in this space, giving them a chance to see that, yes, it is an opportunity for them to move into this area if they choose, and and really having a chance to open those doors for them. I mean, that's exactly what is joyful and a blessed part of what I get to do on a daily basis, and that's really just seeing students advance and and, uh, grow in the space when they get a chance to look at it. I mean, I, I want them to always have a chance to to look at opportunities, you know, whether it's shadowing, internship, things like that, courses, so they can see if this is, in fact, an area that they're interested in. And if it is, then, you know, again, we try to personalize that. You know, what, are you looking at a residency? Are you looking at a job afterwards? You know, if you're looking at a job, then is it going to be something that you want to be in a corporate environment or entrepreneurial and you want to start your own business or you want to move into pharma. I mean, we've got wonderful students and graduates in all those areas and more. And so so that's a, that's a super blessed part of what I get to do on a daily basis is, is just working and interacting with people, working with our patients. You know, when we have a chance to show a patient how a mobile app works or how a wearable device works and that makes their life easier and better. It may make them more compliant or adherent with their meds, you know, and then they have better health outcomes. I mean, that's always a great, great result. And then I think, you know, getting a chance to to help, like when I was in development of these systems, getting a chance to help develop enhancements to the system that would touch every patient that comes through that door or that interacts with that system. So, you know, Obviously, you know, you can only see and work with so many patients in a day that you can have an impact with, which is which is wonderful. But if you can also, one of the things that led me into informatics is you can develop these systems that can enhance the full, sort of optimize the full delivery of healthcare and enhance health outcomes, then, you know, you've really maximized the effort as well too there. So I think those are a few of the really exciting parts of of what I've had the opportunity and been very fortunate to do and and in turn trying to um, open up those doors for for those coming up behind me. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And, you know, just before we we kind of conclude out, I I wanted to make sure I ask you about this. Um, I'm really interested to hear about what you've experienced with blockchain. From what I understand in your area, like in, in Nashville, there's a lot of activity around blockchain right now and Lipscom is heavily involved with that. So can you kind of just talk a little bit about that? Oh, I'll be happy to. Yeah, blockchain we're super excited about. I mean, it's really sort of the next level of what we're looking at as far as its potential in health. So for your listeners who may not be familiar with blockchain, you're probably familiar with its most notable application, and that's Bitcoin, the financial con- uh, the currency that you're able to to share from peer to peer without a trusted like a third party like a bank or someone having to be involved. So it's sort of almost like as easy as sending an email. You know, you could send a payment with this with this currency. And so blockchain is the platform on which that that is based. So blockchain is really like a tremendous platform, great opportunities with distribu- distributed ledger technology. 
that we are looking at not only in the financial space, but in the healthcare space and across multiple industries are looking at its potential. And so, again, to mention Dr. Kevin Clawson from our program, he brought blockchain to us and the research that we've been able to do and publications in that area. And we've even had one student who graduated from our master's program who started his own blockchain company, and he's now CEO with a second company. So we are really exposing students to its potential. We're looking and evaluating opportunities from in pharmacy, for instance, some of the really attractive and low-hanging fruit opportunities include supply chain management. It also includes provider credentialing. It's wonderful timing. We've just announced a collaboration uh, that Dr. Clawson headed up with with Good Shepherd Pharmacy in Memphis. And that pharmacy provides medications for underinsured and uninsured patients. So we really do want to make these opportunities available for patients, all patients to receive their meds. And so Dr. Phil Baker started that uh, company and and is one of the co-founders of it. And so he has a wonderful team there with him working on that, on some of those projects. And so Phil felt really strongly about the wastage of certain medications, particularly chemo meds. And so we are working on projects for the first node, so to speak, or the first member of that consortium where we'll manage and put those transactions about donated medication on the blockchain. And so so Lipscomb is excited to be a part of that effort where that will assist. So for instance, if you know, if you've had, you know, you have these really high cost chemotherapeutic agents that are prepackaged, they're all within their certain you know package, then then those can be redistributed to patients in need or patients that that may not be able to afford them. And so we can track and trace that, you know, on the blockchain. You know, there's tremendous work that's going on with supply chain, as I mentioned, where we can, you know, track and trace those medications all the way through the drug supply chain. And so obviously with an eye toward the Drug Supply Chain Security Act and what all is involved in those requirements to be able to ensure that you've got you know, the provenance of that product, and you can trace where that product is. So those are interesting elements in pharmacy. I mean, I think sometimes people think, okay, that maybe won't impact me, but there's lots of other areas that are looking at this right now. For instance, Walmart and IBM have have teamed up to, to use blockchain to trace the supply chain of certain of their vegetables. So if you have, you know, romaine lettuce, for instance, that has uh, developed and is carrying a foodborne illness, then right now uh, it takes several days to be able to track that back to the original supplier. And so what do we do now? We just throw out that full food source and some of that may be non-contaminated. And so they can, within a matter of a few seconds, track and trace the, you know, the source of all of those products so that they could identify which products came from that area that would carry that foodborne illness and which ones would be safe to consume. So there's a lot of really practical ways that that's being used, but we're super excited about the healthcare and what we're starting to see in that space. And we're we're very eagerly and aggressively moving forward uh, with our students to be able to, to, to do research projects and to work with companies and to, to look at elements of how we can develop new and innovative technologies around blockchain. It's, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous platform. It's not the answer for everything. You know, we're certainly approaching this that we want to match, you know, the solution to the problem in a, you know, very thoughtful and process and with due diligence. I mean, we just don't want to say blockchain 
the answer for everything, but it really is gaining momentum, developing potential, and um, and that's something that our students really do get to be immersed in as part of the, both the pharmacy program and the informatics programs as well. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, that space is like a really cool space. Just like I'm, I'm just excited just to learn more about it. And, you know, just going off of that, like if people were, you know, if people had questions that they wanted to ask you or reach out specifically to you, what's the best way for them to, to reach you at? Right. So we've got information on the web as well, too. So under Lipscomb University College of Pharmacy Informatics, the healthcare informatics. So we've got information there. We've also got our um, email if they want to email us directly. So that's, again, all one word, healthcareinformatics at lipscomb.edu. So that's that would be a great place to reach out to ask information about that as well. We've got several publications that are that are available as well too in in different in different publications. So you can look under Dr. Kevin Clawson and then I'm Dr. Beth Breeden. So we've got publications and some different materials that are out there currently as well. Also, if you're looking specifically, you know, for blockchain, there, you know, there's some, some wonderful opportunities for reading and and for YouTube as well too. So different TED Talks and things that you can look at there as well too. So IBM has a wonderful blockchain page. Also, we partner with a uh, blockchain healthcare startup in Nashville known as Hash Health. And that's H-A-S-H-E-D Health. And they've got a tremendous resource page on blockchain and the work that they're doing. One one of the projects that we were excited to partner with them on was provider credentialing. So to be able to put all the credentials for healthcare providers on the blockchain so that those pieces of information could be easily verified and, and tracked pretty quickly. If any of you've worked in the hospital space before, so as you get credentialed and then re-credentialed each year, that's quite a, a project. And so there's a lot of work that's going on in that space around the provider credentialing. And we even put our graduates in the pharmacy and healthcare pro- healthcare informatics program, their graduation credentials on the blockchain. So that if an employer wanted to reach out and uh, confirm that they, you know, received the PharmD degree or the Master's of Healthcare Informatics degree, that could be confirmed for, you know, really quickly through that information. So those are, are great ways to um, to look at that opportunity. I mean, there, you know, you may work for a company currently that's involved in that. I mean, there's a a great amount of work that's going on with a collaboration. The Synaptic Health Alliance is another one. That's a collaboration between, you know, Optum and several companies that that have been involved in in provider credentialing and just try, trying to make that something that that is easier. And and these companies are all working together on that. And Humana's involved in that. Multiplan, Ascension. I'm recalling Aetna as well to United Healthcare. So all of these companies said, why don't we just manage one, you know, one central repository that would hold this information about our providers? And so that is that Synaptic Health Alliance. And so you may well be working for a company that's already in this space and already looking at some of that work. So those are just a few of the places that you could dive in and and get more information on that as well too. So it's just a great time to be looking at this area. So I really encourage you to do that and be excited to share any other information that would be helpful on that front. Awesome. Thank you for all that information. I'll be putting a link to everything that I can find links for uh, into our show notes so that people can just navigate quickly. Fantastic. That'll be great. That'll be wonderful. 
To be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Oh, Tony, it's been a delight. It's just been a real honor to join the show with you. And I want to wish your listeners a wonderful day. Again, please do take a look at this at this space and please do avail yourself of these opportunities because there's a lot that is available currently. And uh, just delighted to share a few moments with you and, and share some of the information that we're seeing of interest today in this area. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.